windshield. So, all right, again, um, we're in another location. We're in the compound of Judith and Carrie, and they've been taking very good care of us. And uh, today's the last day. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to be here. And the message is simple. You're that, but you arrive there seemingly by realizing you're not that, yeah? First you see you're not that, and then that that's that, yeah? So if you try to get to that's that as what you're not, that's, what's, that's uh, not that. <laughs> the confusion is helpful because you really can help tie the mental logic into knots, yeah? because it's really the obscuring agent. It's not the mailbox that you think it is. It's not the mail slot, yeah? You wanna keep it busy so the, the message can get through, so to speak. It's not to you, please. Please be very clear, at least at this Zoom with these people, that this message is not directed at you. Yeah, it's not directed at you. It's directed through you, hopefully, because uh, there's only one thing we met, need to miss with the message is you. <laughs> that's it. I can't miss the message, but it, one thing that seems to be necessary, I have to miss you. Yeah, so, and how we miss you is to try to overwhelm it in a way. Don't give it time to breathe and... Uh, you know, regroup and reclaim. We try to just overwhelm it. So when you think you've got some idea, we'll throw another idea in there. And we're attempting just to have the system collapse, you know? You know how when sometimes a website gets overloaded and then it just dies? Yeah, we're attempting to do that in a way. I found that it works because a lot of things I've observed here in this seat assignment, and one of them was... Uh, the tenaciousness of the mental activity, you can't really call it off, yeah? It's not like when someone uh, sees that it's judging to say, all right, I'm gonna set out a course not to judge. That doesn't work, yeah? You just see you're not that which is judging or you're not with that which is judging that you're judging, yeah? You just keep bringing it back, not forward, yes? And just, it's sort of like taking the rug from out from underneath it because its assumption is faulty. It acts as if it's on sound ground, but it doesn't, it's not on sound ground. You can pull or the, the, the rug can be pulled out from underneath it, yes? And then you see, you see clearly. And that, clearly, that seeing clearly is far more important than hearing a lot of stuff, it is, yeah? You know, it's more is not necessarily better. There's a point where you trying to get it becomes a disservice, yeah? I'm telling you humbly, and as someone who cares about you, I don't know, different levels, I guess, <laughs> based on the square, <laughs> you're not gonna get it, yeah? You're not gonna get it. You're not gonna grow into it. You're not gonna get it. And it should be like hallelujah, because in fact, if you could get it, you could lose it, yeah? 
It's just that simple. If you could achieve it, you could unachieve it. If you could have it, you can lose it. You can, if you don't get it, you never lose it. Yeah. It's so beautiful because it bypasses the sense of that craving, that grabbing, that wanting. Yeah. And it's just peacefully there. Yeah. It's not in a rush. It's not moved by time. It's not trying to hurry anything up. It's just is. And if you ever get on a train of thought, when you get off, it's like you never left. Yeah. That whole train of thought, it seemed like it was building so much momentum. But when you have the sense of being off, it was like suddenly stopped. Yeah. That couldn't be physically, physically possible. If something had so much momentum, it would have had to slow down and come to a halt. But it stops like that. Like that. Because you and I are it. Yeah. You and I are it. Like it or not. It doesn't matter. You can dream to be awake, but you're doing it awake. You're awake. It's in our essential nature. I think most people don't want to be awake, really. Yeah. They like to be awake as they picture it, but they're, they're awake now and they don't seem to like it. Yeah. They like to be, they want to be absorbed by things, distracted, stay involved, read shit that means nothing, just to read. It seemed more like people would rather not be awake. Yeah. In a sense. But thank God, that which does not want to be awake at least knows there's an awakeness. We're walking around thinking we're completely asleep, and it's not true. Yeah? We're awake. You can seem to be awake to that, or you can seem to be asleep to it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact. Our relevance has a role and a place in this dreaming. But outside of it, there's, it has no relevance. Yeah? Just like we always say, you could have a dream tonight of a like a five-second gulp of a soda, and then the next night, a 300-year epic, and it would take about the same amount of time to wake up from both. Because in what we are, in, in the awakeness, time does not matter. Does not matter. Yeah. There's no time that you could have gotten something and there's no time that you could lose it. It's past that, it's before that, yeah. So, and there's a point of, the closest way you can speak of it is uh, the sense of being convinced, yeah. You hear satsang and maybe you hear the statement, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. Yeah, you hear that, okay. It hits one way, hits another way. And then there's a certain point where there's convinced. Yes? Convinced. It's okay. No mass. There's it you'll feel it because things slow down and stop. Things chill out. You're convinced. You're not gonna get it. Yeah. It's not an experience. It's not. It's not something that features you. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not going on for you and it's not waiting for you to go on. It just is. Yeah? We can do all these mental little dances around it, but they don't really mean anything unless there's a belief in them. And that belief can only withstand itself for a matter of time. It always ends. Yes.
It always ends because it has a beginning. We're talking about a state that no one could measure. I don't know where it started or where it ends. I imagine that it doesn't start or end by realizing this. I don't know where it starts and I can't see where it ends. Yeah. But I can, I can hear a description of what I'm not and be convinced I'm not that. When I keep hearing descriptions of what I am, the only way I'm hearing that is what I'm not. What I'm not arises and claims to be the hearer of the message of what I am. That's why it's not going anywhere. It's just reinforcing the what you're not. We're switching it around. Let's talk about what we're not. Yeah, let's talk about selfing. Yeah. Let's talk about activities that are implying something. Why? Because you are what you're looking for. So why would you waste looking that looking to look for what's looking? Let's apply it to what's not. Yeah. Let's see the mental activities and come to a conclusion and come to a point of being convinced you are not of the mental activities. Yeah. When the mental state goes this way, doesn't mean you went with it. It doesn't. We just talk as if we went with it. But where could every anywhere or everywhere go? It's always in everywhere. Every movement. Oh, I wait, went down the rabbit hole. No, you didn't. There was, a, there was a story about going down the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole is in everywhere. You never leave everywhere. You're not in a, spe- a special somewhere that can get pulled into another special somewhere. It's mental. It's a mental story that keeps just fucking unloading and reloading and reinforcing. And in a way, we get lazy. We get lazy. We just listen to the language. It's constantly implying I have tons of sh- to do. You know, I have a lot to do with a lot of shit that I have nothing to do with. And we just go along with the trance, so to speak. Yeah, because we don't have any touchstone. We don't have any touchstone. We're just winging it. We think some person with long hair and a good complexion and blue eyes and who doesn't blink much is spiritual. I mean, Jesus Christ. It could be, but that's not the that's not what the thirty five stamps of Buddhism that he was, you know, for, in GQ at the time. Yeah, this is <laughs> so. This is a, such a simple message. There's something there. It can either go. It's going to look at something. Yeah, it's going to either look for what it is which is going to fail because it is what's looking, or it can look for what it's not, which I think is going to be quite valuable. Because when you see what you're not, it truly, when you see what you're not from what you are, it reinforces what you are in a way, in this place. What you are needs no reinforcement, but in this place, some emphasis goes there instead of constantly going to what you're not, yeah? Because when you start at what you're not and you want to know God, the spotlight is on what you're not every step of the way. It's all about you wanting to know God. That's not knowing God. Ramana said to know God is to be God. Yeah. But in this case, it's not to know it. We want to, a, we want to know God as Paul. Yeah. We want to jump that's the secondary step, which is being God, 
We don't want that, but we want to know God so that maybe it will give us as Paul an advantage. That's not it. He says, no God, be God. There's no space between it. So how do you arrive at knowing God is seeing what's playing God, yeah? And you see what's playing God with God's eyes and you recognize I'm not that, yeah? You don't have to recognize what you are, you're it. You have to recognize what you're not in this place because this is a dualistic presentation. There's subjectness that's taken to be an attribute of an object by the mental state. It's the, it's the epitome of non, it's the epitome of duality. And what non-duality is negating is just that, yeah? The subjectivity is not an attribute of an object. The object doesn't have subjectivity. The mental state has wedded something completely different. It's wedded water and oil as if they could mix. So now every time there's an acknowledgement of seeing, it's used to refer to a seer, which is pictured as an object. You don't need to read 30 books, just hear that. That's the essence of the magic trick. The essence, essence of the magic trick is subjectivity is being attributed to an object. So when there's a noticing of seeing, it goes immediately to the referral of the seer and the seer is pictured and remembered as a body, yeah? and does it with the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, the thinking, the doing, everything that it comes in contact with, it uses it to refer. So instead of there's tons of seeing and there's tons of different things you see, but there's always just one seer throughout all of it. There's one seer throughout all of it. You see thousands of things and when you remember those things or forget those things, they're both forms of remembering you as the seer, you as the hearer, you as the feeler, yeah? What happens if you just have a sense of the seeing and you can see the mental activity of referring the seer, yeah? Implying the seer, insinuating the seer, and at some point there's a convincing, you see, that what you had called yourself and you and I this whole life was a mental manufacturing. That's all it is. It needs some incredible requirements, which is especially essentially time, yeah? Because the mental state is a process. A process needs time. The mental state meets timelessness, the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then it claims it and then turns it into a noun through time, yeah? And then that noun that came after the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching is magically presupposed to before everything. And so now every seeing, the claiming of it refers to the same seer. That's the bondage of self. It's an activity. It's not like a tattoo you got in 1983. It's an activity. The ink is constantly being laid, but it never sinks in. It's just the way you look at it. You think you see the tattoo, but there's no tattoo. There's tattooing, yes? We jump to the conclusion of a tattoo. 
And then you're seemingly stuck with it for 50, 60, 70 years. This isn't an experience. It's not a skillful means. It's a presentation, yes, of a, of a premise that being ourselves reality, yeah, what's looking is what you're looking for. The seeker is the sort, yeah. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. That should knock you out of the park in a second, yeah. Just we'll hear that and then listen to the head. Hear it, hear the message. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving and then listen to the head for one minute and you'll see the whole narrative of the head is based on the opposite. Its, it's whole story is based on that which is perceiving can be perceived. I can perceive it in the mirror every day. That Paul is what's perceiving. That's not true. Yeah. It can seem to be true, but it's not true. Yeah. And there's a difference when you believe something is true when it ain't, and when you know something is true and it is. There's a lot more oomph in knowing something that is true and it is true. Yeah. There's a it's a very, very potent combination. Because we're making shit out of nothing all day, aren't we? We're making shit out of nothing all day. Can you imagine if that that quality was put on something or actually truly nothing? How much could be made out of that? Yeah. We can make mountains out of molehills. Couldn't you imagine what we could make out of a mountain out of a mountain? We could make un- incredible. Yeah. And then, and then that mystical, whimsical, impossible to grab and chase stabilization would occur. You would be rooted in what's a so. You'd be rooted in, in what's so. And when all the storms of what's not so batter the ship and shit, and you, it, they, the winds tell you you're going to sink at any minute, you have an assurance that's not found through the interpretation or the perceptions. You know something. You're convinced of something. You're convinced of something. Yeah. And I got convinced of something by the, by the message of what I'm not. I was never, I never got convinced by constantly hearing all I am is this because it seems so insane because my day didn't seem like that. Yeah. My day seemed like I was the antithesis of all that. Yeah. But in this case, I'm not wasting any more time listening to a description of what I am and I'm listening to a description of what I'm not. And it sounds fucking familiar. Yeah. And it starts triggering things. Yeah. And then it's sort of like an avalanche starts to happen and more gets revealed. And there's a momentum in time. Yeah. And just maybe just one night you'll hear you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. And then you'll hear it another night completely differently. Yes. And then one day, hopefully there'll be a being convinced. Yes. And then all this shit is just music to the ears. Yeah. It's a lovely song because, you know, all the words by heart. You know what they're trying to say. You do. You feel, you have a sense of it. So, you know, I am so sure, and I could be wrong at any second, but every time I'm talking, I have feel such a certainty because I witnessed those avalanches. I got caught by them. 
when they told me, you know, you know, the guy, the teacher was saying, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water, that hit me very powerfully. Because I felt like, yeah, I'm as wet as hell and yet I'm still begging for water. What the fuck's up? How could that and yet one be so experienced? I was experiencing like I was dry and I needed water, yet I'm a man buying water actually in the river. Yeah, it made no fun. So what the hell, what's causing something that's wet to believe that it's dry? To me, that's more important than having people constantly tell me I'm completely wet, I'm completely wet, I'm not getting it. Because my experience is I feel fucking dry. So when I, when I was finally, someone talked to me about, hey, have you ever checked out, are you dry? Yeah, and then I, when I looked, <laughs> I, I was dry, I'm gonna be dry, it's my destiny to be dry, but I sure don't fucking believe it anymore. <laughs> this, who do you, why do you think is gonna be the immunity to the activity? Us. Us. Yeah. It's trying to convince us if we're already convinced it's going to lose. It's just like that story I used to tell about Turkey. And I went to that incredible rug emporium and they, they're like the greatest salespeople I've ever met. And they were presenting these rugs so beautifully. But all the while I knew I did not have a place to live. I didn't have a flaw, F-L-O-O-R, that I could put a rug, rug on. So I could have stayed there for 20 years. I wasn't going to buy a rug <laughs> because I knew. And so when they even said, well, we'll fold it up in such a way you can put it in your backpack. It was very clear to me, a rug doesn't look good in a backpack. Why the fuck am I going to put a rug in a backpack? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they could have browbeat me and said, you're gonna miss not having this rug. Okay, I may, but I'm not buying one because I don't have a flaw. That's simple, you see? To me, to, to say, I'm gonna gird my loins and I'm just gonna take every advertising, I'm not gonna buy a fucking thing, good luck. You're gonna buy hook, line, sinker shit. But when you're convinced of something, you have an immunity to something else, yes? When you're convinced of something, there's an immunity towards other activities, yeah? When you're wet and you're aware that you're wet, you're not going to get what promotes the, the product of wetness, that you're dry. You're not going to buy it, yeah? People can say, well, I'm dry. Good, great. I don't care. <laughs> you know? But you're going to be dry if you don't get this. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, you've been dry a long time. I maybe, but so you're gonna buy the water, right? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna buy the water. Yes, I know I'm wet. Not knowing with thought, knowing. Yeah, the knowing that's the being of God. That knowing. The know I think the only knowing that can be convinced is the being of God. And we are that. Yeah. We are reality. And when reality puts it foot, its foot down, all the illusionary qualities of things change because no illusion could fool reality unless reality wanted to be fooled by it. 
None. And when you lose that interest in being fooled, yeah, you have an immunity. Yeah. You don't swallow the fucking shit. Yeah. And being convinced usually doesn't lead to being unconvinced because it has nothing to do with thought. It's not has nothing to do with getting it. It's nothing to do with acquiring it. You arrive there. Just like in recovery, we talk about being placed in a position of neutrality. You are placed in a position of being convinced. Yeah. There's been enough evidence. It was, has been expressed. It's been applied. And there's a conclusion that has arisen, which is, I'm not that. Yeah. <laughs> just that, that simple. Yeah. And, uh, We've been just doing the same message. You know, people who know me from a long time ago, like Susanna's here, nothing's changed. <laughs> We're saying the same shit we've been saying for years because on the level of being convinced, that puts an end to stuff. It does, yeah? When you're convinced that this is a solution, you, you're, not, you're not available to acquiring uh, new solutions, yeah? The solution is in and of itself the last answer. Yeah. The last answer. And the quality of the last answer is it takes away any need or supposed need for any new answer. It's an answer in this one topic about who am I or this or that. It puts an end to it all. Yeah. And then you can get on with your Wednesday. Yeah. Really. So... Uh, I'm happy to be in Hawaii. I'll be happy to be home tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and I'm happy I could share this with you. Yeah, it's not mine. So please don't miss the message by concentrating on the messenger, <laughs> please. The message is uh, is an echo we all uh, are in, yeah? Some of us just need to hear it in a certain way to, to have a remind. I don't like a remember or a reminder because how can you be reminded of something that never left? <laughs> how can you remember something that's never gone? Yeah, it's always here. So yeah, happy to see everyone. And Mike, if you wanna open up the Okay. Any of the echoes want to echo back? Uh, David. Hi. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Paul. Thank you guys for being here. Um, so it, it's interesting on the level of the action figure, you know, you've said often like this message isn't to you, it's through you. Yeah. trying to go through the mail slot and you've said many times it's obvious that like the mental logic it neuters any message it gets a hold of right so like from a certain perspective at that point on the action figure level there's there's a kind of only surrender right because that's like a tongue twister to it you know you've said it confuses it right it, you're trying right. to overwhelm it and it's it, it's not about it getting it or making sense. And from that perspective, as, as, a, as a supposed 
it, there's no more moves on the chessboard in a way, right? I mean, it's... It's shown its place. Mm. Mm. It doesn't find its place. It's shown its place. Yeah. It's been sitting in the throne. It, it just gets up. It goes over somewhere else. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But in terms of practices and things, well, like, you know, I haven't been... The mental ahead. activities are usurper. Mm. It's, it has a fraudulent claim to the crown. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that was a question or more of a comment. It just seems like, uh, yeah. It's, it's, well, as uh, the action figure, I think the action figures, uh, it's brought to surrender, but it can display it. And it's, I would say it's one of its highest range notes that it can reach. Hmm. Surrender, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Service or something like that. It has its limitations, but maybe it can only play four notes, but you hear the theme. Yeah, you know where the music's coming from, not from it, but through it, yeah. Yeah, so I feel surrender is probably the best working attitude for an action figure to have, my, my feeling, yeah. Interesting, and then it just, it's left to be what it is on the action figure level. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, there's great relief when you're free from a task you can never complete, yeah? When you're freed from a task you can never complete, there'll be a relaxation that you can't get through 50 time massages. There'll just be a relief, yeah? Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of mental pressure and weight put on this fucking image, and it really can't withstand it, really. Yeah, it can. It's like having a half ton truck with two tons on it. The half ton truck, it's it's specific. Its specs tell you it can't hold two tons. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not like you motherfucker. No, it has its limits. You can't go beyond the limits. So you want to bring the mental state to its limit because the mental logic is insane if you see it from outside of it. It makes sense when you're seemingly in it, yeah? But if you see it from outside, it's insane, completely insane, yeah? So when you get introduced to another logic or, an, see, to me, the message of non-duality has a seamless flow, yeah? Of negation, really, yeah? It negates what what's not, yes? You're seeing it continuously, yeah. Not see, seeing it continuously, but there's not vigilance in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's seeing it continuously because that's its nature, but it's not vigilant. It's not looking for anything, but it gets freed up in a sense because the emphasis goes back to the screen, not the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You make the difference between a movie that has 49% of the interest and attention and or 51 is unbelievable. When there's 51% into the movie, you're completely in the movie, <laughs> mm. yeah? If there's 49% in the movie, yes, then the 51 is in that, you see the movie from the screen, yeah? The screen doesn't have to uh, 
get rid of the movie because the screen is a huge space. It allows anything that appears to appear on it. It doesn't matter what genre, no matter how long or short it is, yes? That's of its nature. So it, the, the, the movie goes on just as it's always going on. But the, when the movie is emphasized, it has to forget the screen. Mm-hmm. Take itself to be real. It can't see. It's got to, it can't, it, it's just like when you're in a movie or something and you see the strings. So that jump you thought you saw, you saw the fakeness of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some of the strings, the person wasn't really flying or uh, what's that, what the guy, uh, Peter Pan wasn't really flying. Yeah. And it changes everything, doesn't it? It's the end of fucking Santa Claus, so to speak. Yeah. You see through it. It's like I had this with this show, The Avengers, that was made in uh, England when I was a kid. I really liked it, you know, when I was 11 or something like that. Really liked it. Emma Peel and the guy. And I thought it was great. And then when I saw when I was older, the production was shitty. (laughs) You can see it was a fake room. There was no real outside. When they were in a car, there was no, it wasn't outside. It was just a picture of outsideness. But when I was under the trance, it seemed great. Yeah. It was the same production. I just saw it in a new light. Yeah. And then what? I got disillusioned, but great in a way. It was time for me to stop watching the heroic fucking you know, person, and then just live. Yeah. So this is sort of what it's like. The screen is incredibly compatible for movies or anything else that wants to appear. But the movie, to be real, has to exclude the screen. Yeah. So what is what are you and I with the exclusion of the screen? Yeah. The act, the story of Paul is to actually exclude the screen. Now, it seems crazy that you're going to convince that to want to merge with the screen. (laughs) I just don't see when it's completely, it's like cognitive dissonance. Its whole thing is to be the reality. How could it allow reality to have a role? It won't. Well, if I go through lifetimes of practice, okay, if you want to, go. But I think there's just an easier, softer way. Give the fuck up, in a way. You know, that which you're trying to convince to go somewhere, first of all, can't go there. Yeah, it's it can't arrive where it is. Every step it takes, it triggers, triggers time and distance, yes? Every movement, every thought, every perception is tint is completely dyed, D-Y-E-D, with, with space and time. How are you going to see what's timeless through time? It's not going to happen. Yeah? You see the time from the timeless. You don't see the timeless from the time. So let's tell the truth about that. And when you tell the truth about that, there'll be some conclusions that you will arrive at and there'll be a convincing. Yeah. Hmm. And then certain certain agitations just stop because that's it. Yeah. Their drive to have an answer has been seen to be completely futile. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
and so when you say it's an awareness without any vigilance, you know, so vigilance is just another signature vibration of that which you're not, right? That vigilance. Exactly, because you're trying to move something to, and direct it somewhere. For some, yeah, purpose or reason. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to use it like, a, you know, uh, getting a target in sight, yeah? Right. This is not this. This is more of a, of like they say, a relaxed awareness. You've come to certain conclusions that <laughs> why would you be looking for something you know you can't find? There's going to be a, at least you're going to see that which keeps looking for it. It's not you because it's a super clear something there that says you're not going to find it. So that which keeps looking, you realize isn't what needs to be convinced. Yeah. There's another aspect, there's another mail slot. There's a direct line. This middle person that we try to get through and conjole and get it excited and inspired, yeah? And it just deflates at the next, like in a second or two, yeah? Is something to bypass in a way. It's not the chariot of the gods. It's a Toyota. So we're, it has its role, it's great in a lot of ways, but just to have it as you, it's, it's, a, it's too tight a fit, you know, it really is. You never have to walk in a shoe, you like the shoe, but it's too small. Oh yeah. You're trying to convince yourself mm -hmm. that your toes will get used to it, but it's just too small. You can talk, you can talk all you like. You know, it doesn't fit. No. I just got rid of a pair like that. Yeah. It doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think I look better in it, but it still doesn't fit. So fucking, usually practicality wins out on the end. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Dave, nice to see you, Dave. It's great to see you, too. Hope you guys had yeah. that fun the last couple of days there. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, David. And James wants to make sure you're here until eight o'clock. <laughs> All right. Can't let uh, the good times end too quick. Aloha, Paul. Aloha. Um, okay, so give me your feedback on how I was approaching this. So, I well, first of all, let me start with, I'm not this. Okay, and then, yeah. and then. When you started speaking and the, the way you um, gave the talk today, I just said to my, I didn't say, I don't know. Well, it's hard to talk, but anyway. Okay. All right. So I just said, look, I don't care what Paul has to say. I just don't care. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to care. So uh, I just, and, and even that I said, I'm not this, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. And I kept saying, I'm not this. And I said, I'm not even that. <laughs> and then I just, I just let the words, I was like, you know, fuck the words. Who cares? Let them, let them be. I just like, let them go through me. And I, just, I didn't, I was like, I didn't try to comprehend it. Now that in itself was very relaxing. It was like, it was relieving. It was like, all right, I don't have to figure anything out. Um, I was relaxed. I, I don't know if I got anything out of what you said, but you know, I don't give a shit. Just fucking went through and, you know, there you go. <laughs> That's a good way of hearing it. 
Yeah. 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 See, the thing is, all right, something comes through the door and the first mental thing is to comprehend it. Yeah. First, the second mental thing is to put it in its own language, which is the neutering effect, yes? And then it may have a feeling that feels good and so then it will claim that feeling and say, I got it, I got something, yes? And yet every step of the way, all of that was a reinforcement of the doer, the thinker, the feeler, right? The haver. Yeah. Now, hopefully at these talks, we went through a big phase with the talks about the thief and the policeman and stuff. So the thief and the policeman have different narratives. Yes. The policeman usually has some kind of perfection that you're never going to, a perfection standard that you're never going to meet. <laughs> so you've already been you've already lost and all things and it's but different and sometimes people much rather go back to the thief than to live the narrative of the policeman it's worse in a way that's used to happen with me when i would go into spirituality as soon as i met a topic tons of ideas about it showed up that i had never met the topic in the life i was in but i had thousands of ideas about everything how this guru should be, how I should be, how they should be, how this, yes. And then it got to such a point, I wanted to leave the guru, but he was also presented as the Lord of the universe. And I was stuck with this mental logic, who the hell leaves, leaves the Lord of the universe? So I kept trying to stay and go, I was, should I stay or should I go? And the only way I could actually get out of there was get loaded. When I started, when I, I'd go back and use drugs, and then I didn't give a shit, yeah? Because I went back to the thief world, where I'm free from all this fucking perfection, I gotta be this and that, yeah? But the, but the, the thief world ends me up in jail a lot, or getting arrested, or it has a rude, there's a lot of rude awakenings from that little narrative. So the thing is, I can't be free in either of them in a sense, even as an action figure, I'm stuck in one and then it's worse than the policeman <laughs> because then it's demanding perfection and I can't do shit. I gotta, you know, I've gotta be as perfect as I can, which is worse, you know? So the point is when I heard that there was two things you're not, in a way, two narratives, not just one, that was a, I didn't know, it was like, let's make a deal, but with only two doors. It was great when they, they they surprised me with the third door. You're neither the thief nor the policeman. <laughs> I take, I picked door number three. I went down, I went through the first two doors, but no more deal. I'm taking door number three. Yeah. So then there was a, when I, when I seemed to get convinced of some of these ideas presented through non-duality, I was freed from both, yeah? There was relief from both, not from by being the other, yeah? I didn't get relief from the thief by being the policeman, and I didn't get relief from being a policeman to being the thief. I got relief from both, yes? And then I didn't care if there was anyone who was getting the relief. The relief was much more important than any ownership of it, yes? So I was relieved of the policeman and the thief where before I was trying to get relieved the one, but has the other, 
yeah? And it would always bring me back to the other that I first wanted to get out of, yeah? Because I found the solution was worse than the problem. <laughs> but the solution isn't in either or. It's not duality. There's a thought, third door. You're the seeing of the thief and the policeman. Yeah, you're not the, when you're seeing the thief, you're not the policeman. Yeah, and when you fucking run away from the policeman, you're not the thief. You see them all. You see it both. You're not that. Yeah, and you, you get the third door. And the third door, there's no prizes. It's just emptiness. Beautiful, yes. You get nothing. And that's what I was looking for my whole freaking life. Nothing. Nothing, that nothing had never changed. It had never been added to. It had never been subtracted from. That was mostly important. It just is, it's always been open like the gateless gate. It's always been available, the open secret. What was really the unavailability was my allegiance to a mental activity, really. Yeah. You're being withheld because you wanna get it. And that thing that says it wants to get it, doesn't wanna get it. Yeah, it doesn't at all. It never will really. It wants to act like it wants to get it. They keep you on this way, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's very clear there's no getting it. It has a sense of its absence. It does. And it's scared shit. That's why it's usually in a state of anxiety because it's wondering when the hell are you going to fucking finally see it? <laughs> and then the gig's up, really. And then it's just sort of, it shrinks and, and goes to its place yeah it does you know thinking about coffee and a new pair of pants and you know how can i look better on zoom without a complete facial and hair makeup change <laughs> get change play with the my friend said i can play with the settings so i go i look better <laughs> yeah and then you can have some laughs at your own expense finally jesus christ you're looking for people to amuse you. The greatest amusement park is right where you are. It's talking about its ride right now. See, the thing is really, we're not in an amusement park and we're not on a ride. This is the ride. This is the ride. This is the ride. Yeah. It wants to bitch about the ride and it believes it can get off of it, but when everything is said and done, this is the ride, yeah? Yeah, so anyone else? Thank you, James. They'll probably go at past eight o'clock now. Okay. Yep, thanks James, because uh, John, <laughs> James is from Long Island too, right? Because now there's John Luna. We're gonna have a giant arm, we're gonna have an army of Long Islanders. <laughs> That's it. What's up, Paul? How you doing? John Luna. Guess yeah, the yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. I had to the come Luna back. cycle, we're going to call it. We're going to call you the Luna cycle. That was the the John Luna cycle. Yeah. Or, or, or a full moon. Anyway, anyway I was just say, thinking to myself, uh, you know, your message gets me back to zero. It always does, which is nice. It's that clean slate feeling. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, 
there's a sense, you know, if something is remembered and, and that's really the, the, the key thing. It's, it's not a striving. And then there's a, oh, you know, then sometimes what happens is an appearance is like, okay, you don't have to do anything. You can let go. There's like the thought that that's kind of like hard to do. Like somehow or another, I still have to hold on. But there's still something that sees that and knows it's false. It, it never quite retakes its seat. Yeah, but good. The th but the thing that I just would maybe you can see through my my confusion here maybe is that it seems that uh, there's a lot of conditioning coming up. That's sort of what the message is that you can't really be at peace and be free until you figure these parts of your life out. And, and then it will pull me in. And it's not I, I always hold on to the I not hold on to, but there's always a, a light. There's always an empty space in that. But it's I still feel I'm well this is where my confusion probably is i'm i'm suffering more than i need to in that in that area you know what i mean there's still like this sort of stickiness to the conditioning that's that's maybe pulling me back into the movie a little more than it needs to and i just thought i'd ask yeah you but I, well i bet you john not mm -hmm. from not looking at from where you are but seeing it that the time in the movie is down to under an hour let's say you know, as the imagery, yeah, and you're more, yeah. and you're more in the screen, and and uh, yeah, the screen to me, there's an assurance that you're not going to find in the movie, yeah. There's a reliability you're not going to find in the movie. It can be expressed <laughs> in the movie, but it comes from the screen, so to speak. And I feel like. Uh, you're uh, a lot more screen than movie. So there I, you go. I hope so. Thank you. And I just, that, that helps a lot. One last question. Sometimes as I move it back into some clarity, you know, some suffering will, is a quick yeah. reminder. Um, I, ha I have a, a habit that comes up, which is just remembering, just a, a remembering of well, what's experiencing. Um, and it doesn't stay like that for long. I know that sounds a little dualistic, but eventually that just sort of becomes just uh, like a blank slate also. But is, is that still too much efforting or am I, is that still like an artificiality? Why don't you crash? answer that, John? Why don't you answer that? Is it too much efforting? Uh, I'm going to say today right now, I don't think so because it just sort of, it can happen naturally too. I don't know. Well, there you I, I go there you go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, call up the policeman and relieve him of his beat for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, I, he speaks, he's going to get overtime paid. You're not going to pay him for overtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could be clever. It's clever, you know, but I have the last call. No, but sometimes if you just stop and just ask yourself, what is it you know that you don't want to know? Something mm. is clear there. Yeah. What do you, what is it that you know that you don't want to know? Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Yeah. The answer is before the question, not right. after. So what is mm. it that you know that you don't want to know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Thanks, John. I like how I can be with a bunch of squares that can appreciate one saying that you know, that we appreciate being brought back to zero. Yeah, yes, yeah. And then when you get brought back to zero, 
sooner or later becomes obvious on having never left, yeah? If, let's say, you keep getting brought back to zero, sooner or later, there's going to be uh, the idea on having never left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the reality given to the idea that you left will be, I would say, shrunk by, unha- by arriving all the time. Yeah, so every time you're brought back, it's, there's a little more weight into uh, on having never left. So after a while, there's no getting brought back on having never left. <laughs> yeah. So the unha- you know, getting brought back is something, it's like dreaming yourself out of the dreaming, as the Course would say. So, yeah. Arriving has to do with time, yes, and it has to do with location. And usually, when you arrive somewhere, it's not where you are, yeah, you go somewhere, yeah. So we're using that, to keep arriving back to zero. And then instead of when you get off the plane and they say aloha, they say on having never left. <laughs> then you feel the thing and you've got the flowers on already. <laughs> and then life will keep look like you're arriving and arriving but each one of them is held in sooner or later on having never left, far out, yeah? This thing takes you down a hole, but it ain't a rabbit hole, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The darker it gets, the clearer it is, really, because the, the value of intellect and understanding and getting it and figuring it out dims greatly. And then there's a light, yeah? Our light, as we are, not being funneled through understanding of shit, but just shining. Yeah, <laughs> on having never left. Yeah. Then tasks aren't that, you know, some people, their whole life is based on if I do this or I don't do that, it does, you don't see it that way much anymore. Yeah. What happens if you went the wrong way? It leads to the right way. <laughs> so there, was it that wrong? <laughs> so, yeah. It's like that old, remember the Chinese thing with the guy as the sun? And the son, he has horses and the son breaks his leg and all the neighbors come and they're bemoaning and thinking the father doesn't have him working on the ranch anymore, that he's super bummed out. And the father goes, well, I don't know, you know. They say, oh, that was a terrible thing that's happened to your son breaking his leg. Well, I don't know, you know, because he doesn't know. And then the Chinese army comes in and they're, they're uh, demanding every kid to go with them, but they don't take him because he has a broken leg. So now the neighbors go, wow, how fortunate it was. And the guy goes, I don't know, really. And then the next thing happens. So there's like a swing, yes? Yeah. So what looked like a bummer led to an, just like when I got run over, really, by the car. The extremeness of my condition had me, uh, flown into a teaching hospital, so I got the best care. It was the, the severity of the damage that I went under that allowed me to get the best care, right? So how can you say there's a, such a difference between one and the other? 
Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So. You know, let's say if you uh, if you had a piece of the pie and your kids are acting as if they're hiding the pie, yeah? But you're assured that you have a nice slice of it. So mm -hmm. they're believing they have withdrawn the pie and that you're pieless and shit. And so you act it out and you get, where's the pie? But in fact, you're quite assured you got a slice of pie. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so let's say when someone's flipped out and they come and see you, while they're telling you about their flip out, you know they have a slice of pie. <laughs> that's what I was just that's what I was just thinking, right? That you don't have to uh like prove it to them, but it's exactly it's so uh yeah, it makes the biggest difference. Yeah. Yes, you just know they have a slice of pie. So, you know, when they tell me after 20 minutes, I go, yeah, you're fucked completely. <laughs> but you have a slice of pie. <laughs> yeah. This is traveling lighter. Yeah. Not as what you are, but as the action figure. But the travel lighting, the travel lighting isn't generated by the action figure. It's expressed as the action figure. It doesn't come from the action figure. Thank God, yeah? Paul is not traveling light, as if Paul had a choice and it could travel heavy. Paul is an expression of traveling light. Yeah, it didn't cause shit, really. <laughs> Yeah. You know how, you know, Mike, uh, some people, when I was in uh, early recovery, this 33 years, 34 years ago, it was obvious after a while, quickly, that, you know, something came through me when I talked, yeah, and it seemed to be helpful to people. And it was just seemed obvious I should make myself available for that something to take over, yeah, at least when I was relating to alcoholics and addicts. Yes, it just seemed totally appropriate. There wasn't much questioning it. And I had thousands of examples of being in tons of different conditions and circumstances that my head would believe would, would, would prohibit me from being useful. And I was used every fucking time. It didn't matter my condition, yeah? It was super clear. And I got convinced a long time ago that something is doing through me what I can't do myself. Yeah, I don't think it's a something, but the language. And therefore, uh, my showing up to the talks isn't based on my conditions. Yeah. If it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't show up most of the time. Because my head would have me convinced that I had done something bad and I can't be the carrier of the truth. <laughs> it's all bullshit. If you're willing to be used, you'll be used. Yeah? Yeah, so... Uh, we just put it out there. I vent, you know, something convinced me in life of a few things. 
Yeah. And those few things were enough to turn the yes, you know, the SF Titanic in a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. And then in that new direction, when I looked back, I saw what was back completely different. As when I was looking from it, I saw it completely different when I was seeing it yeah, completely. Yeah. So, you know, somewhere looks completely different when you see it from everywhere. Then everywhere looks when you free, see it from somewhere. It's com looks completely different. I swear, completely, completely different. They're both seemingly there somewhere and everywhere, but it's completely different. So the emphasis of the talks is really it's not it's no sort of not location, but it is. We we want to look at the activities that imply what we're not from what we are. It's not a heroic uh, test. It's there. It's available. It's happening at the same time. The other thing seems to be happening, which is looking for what we are from what we're not. They're both happening at the same time. One is a timeless event. The other one is time. Yeah, but they're happening now. Yeah. The emphasis is based on where, in a way, the leaning. Yeah. Are you leaning into the what's not what's happening so you can see the other mm -hmm. or are you constantly leaning the other looking for what can't be found? Right. Neither neither views change anything. Yeah. In a way, oh, everything is awake. You can seem to be asleep to it or you can seem to be awake to it. Yeah. Seeming to be awake to it is traveling lighter as an action figure. Seeming to be asleep to it is traveling lighter, but uh, no, traveling heavy as the action figure. Yeah, but you can even travel light in, in that, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Are uh, you ready for Jim? I'm like, I'm never ready for Jim. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Jim. Hey, Paul. Calling her from California here. Hey, hey how are you? Uh, man, <laughs> some of the stuff you said was so funny. Uh, <clears throat> I had a lot of experience in sharing meetings, you know, in 12 step sharing meetings. So uh, I feel like I, I just had this urge to share, okay? Yeah. Great. A couple of days ago, I'm going to try to make this story simple because it can be complicated, but a couple of days ago, the I or the me or the self dissolved. It was weird. It was, it was, it was kind of easy, but it was surprising. And then I was, I was, I was like sitting at my desk like this, okay. And I suddenly realized, well, I'm gone. Well, what's still here? And it was weird. I couldn't quite describe it, you know, what's here. So the word emptiness came into my mind. I thought, cool, okay, that's like nothing. And then I began to look around. And I noticed an amazing thing. And when I use the word I notice, I'm not talking about Jim, the person. Yeah. I'm, ta I'm talking about something that I can't even describe, okay? Let's say a presence. I don't know what to call it. And I'm not going to try to call it anything. 
But I began to look around. I noticed an amazing thing that I'd heard, but I, I had never really gotten it, that everything is simply happening. Nobody's doing it. Nothing is doing it. Everything is simply happening on its own. And it was, it was electrifying. <laughs> and because the me was gone, I felt like I was out of this box. I felt totally free. So I thought, well, man, let's see what this is like. So I got up out of my desk and went outside and I don't have a car. So I, I, I started riding public buses because I wanted to test this thing. And I could see no matter where I went or what I did, I could see it was, was simply happening. Nobody was doing it. The bus was happening. <laughs> the driver wasn't driving the bus. <laughs> God, it, was, it, was, it was almost scary in a way. And some weird shit happened on a bus. A, a real, <laughs> real weird guy scared me, and I got a little frightened. I thought, oh, God, my me is back. But it wasn't. And I could, I could see that it was happening. <laughs> so so I'm going to try to make this story. This story could go on for a long time. But I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was riding these buses and, and, and transferring and making mistakes, but I wasn't taking it personal. And I realized this is just happening. Because without the me there to, 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 to water it down like this is happening to me or I shouldn't have done that, it just seemed like it was okay. Everything was just simply happening. And so I, I said a couple of days ago, since then, it's all sort of like begun, begun to kind of come back to normal. But the thing that's really curious about it right now, and it's still happening, is that when the me tries to come back up and tries to uh, reappear or take control or, or, or come on heavy, I see it like I see Santa Claus. It's not yes. real. I, I see it as a phantom. And, and the moment I, I recognize it as not real as a phantom, it kind of, it, it loses its power. It kind of like dissolves back. Now I'm not talking about some fancy mystical experience, but the, the ability or at least the opportunity, let's put it that way, to see myself, my ego or my false self or my, my, my I or whatever this me is called as a phantom and not real is an amazing feeling because I feel so safe and I feel so so free. I don't have to worry about this, this little fucker coming around and messing things up. And the other thing that was interesting when I realized <laughs> shortly after, after it dissolved and I realized that everything is just happening, I didn't need to know why. I didn't need. I didn't need to explain it to myself. I didn't need it explained. I could just see that everything is simply happening, and I don't. I don't need to know why. I don't need an explanation. And now, now after after a little bit of time with this, I realize the reason I don't need an explanation is because there's no me there wanting to have it figured out, have it explained, tell me all about why this happened. How did you lose yourself? I can't even explain how I lost myself, but it's it's amazing that without that fucking me there, there's no need for explanations. If I if I do something wrong, I don't have to beat myself up about it. If I do something right, I don't have to take, you know, take the glory. It's it's an astonishing thing. But the best part of all for, for me, at least right now, is the fact that when this little asshole tries to show up again and fuck things up, I see it like Santa Claus. Or the tooth fairy. It's a total phantom. It's like I don't even have to tell it buzz off, get the fuck out of here. Because the minute I see it as Santa Claus or not real, it isn't real. It, it just simply isn't real. 
I don't know what else to say about that because what's still here, I can't explain it. With, without a me, I don't know what's here. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what, know what to call it. I mean, I've heard all these words all my life. The, the real, the absolute, the self, the uh, whatever. There's millions of words to describe this. God, I don't know what to call it, frankly. Because when there's no me here, there's no, it's like there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to describe. There's an action figure sitting here. But I, I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know what the fuck this is. I don't know what to call it. I've been told it's a jacket. <laughs> it is, it is weird shit. The, and the best, for me personally, the best thing about losing the me is to realize that that fucker has been messing up my life, my whole life. <laughs> and now, man, it's nice. It's nice to be rid of that little SOB, at least for, for a while. I don't know. Uh, it, it might it might take control tomorrow or the next day but for for now what's amazing is when it shows up it's like looking at santa claus yes. if santa claus walked in this room right now i'd laugh my ass off at him because i'd know it's some phony phony guy inside of a costume it's not really santa claus <laughs> uh that's that's my share for the day okay that's that's enough i'm, I'm gonna close uh, up i'm closing up shop on this uh, hey, Jim, thank you. I think we should end on that little riff. Yeah. Mike, is there anyone else? Or we should end on that lovely note. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, yeah. Jim. No, no other hands. All right. So what time is it past eight o'clock for James? <laughs> 8.15. Oh, good. So I, I fulfilled <laughs> all the requirements. Good. That's good. Let's say uh, hello, goodbye. Yeah. People here are waiting for the dessert. Oh, let me insert. Hold on a second. This. Oh, yeah. I just want to mention. Um, what? What? I want to mention that. For... What? Wait. Did you finish saying I'm what you wanted to say? Who? Michael, what? I just wanted to mention that um, the la last Saturday, the 26th, and the first Wednesday, the first, or yeah, the first, I won't be doing the hosting. So if anybody has any interest, to let us know. Oh, yeah, please, because we'll be doing it live too at the place. Or right, we'll, on do, the we'll get someone there. We'll figure it out. So, yeah, somebody can help from online then. For the All right, I also wanted to uh, bring up the, the trip we're going to have. I think we're do, I'm doing a retreat in June that I'm not paying attention to in Colorado with a group called Awakening Together. I don't know where that is, but we'll start emphasizing it soon. But uh, the retreat of the year is going to be in Italy in September. Yes, and it's on the website. We have to have a certain amount of people uh, pledge to be going so that we can fulfill the contract. And it's uh, just listen, look at where it is. It's going to be a beautiful event. We'll be doing two talks a day and uh, seeing we'll be in Puglia, which is a province sort of like the heel of the boot of Italy. It's um, right on the Adriatic, beautiful, beautiful water. And we're going to be visiting the Florence of the South, Lecce, and just do a lot of nice things. So. 
yeah, hopefully you can sign up so that I can go to Italy <laughs> in September. <laughs> I am I have an, a vested interest in it. Yeah. All right. So let's say good night. Eh? So Mike, thank you again. We're gonna. I don't know how we're gonna do it without Mike living around me, man. But we'll have to. We're gonna figure out. You know. You you know. You know the value of the presence when it becomes absent. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's gonna. There's there's concern and worry in the uh, in the bones of Zen Bitch Slap because <laughs> he does a lot of stuff for us. And I still but, will, yeah. So yeah, so. I and he still will. Thank you, thank you, Mike. Mm -hmm. PK, nice to see you there. Yeah, nice to see you. Yeah, playing around with the cat. We got David S from Melbourne. Nice to see you, Dave. Linda, yes, I think she's in Minneapolis. Yes. Nice to see you, Linda. Robert, I, uh, I think he's in New Zealand. Yeah, there he is. Yep. Anu is back home. She's been back for a little while. Nice to see you, Anu. William L., nice to see you, my friend, there. We got uh, Gina, Gina. How are you, Gina? Yes, that's nice. Nice to see you. Lovely smiles. Kenneth from Vancouver. Yes, he's our Buddhist scholar in residence. Yes, nice to see you, bro. James, pleasure, Long Island forever. We got Susan, I think it's Susanna, but no, maybe Susan. We got, uh, That's who me. the hell is this? I can't That's see. Oh, Zlatko and Janine. Janine looks like she's under the, uh, the Northern Lights there. Say hello to Z for us, Janine. We're coming home tomorrow night, so we'll see him on Friday. We've got, uh, oh, Vlad. Nice to see you, Vlad. I think he's in Russia, yes? Nice to see you there. I just lost Vlad, where did he go? Oh, there he is, over here. Nice to see you, Vlad. Yep. Uh, we have Johannes, pleasure. Hey, there you go. David B, David B, and Chris G. Chris is behind the, uh, he's in front of the small door. Yes. We got Stefan on having never left. We have Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. We got Angie. Nice to see Angie. There she is. Yes. Very nice. Thank you for showing up, coming. Tej, Tej, I hope I'll be seeing you soon over in Northern California. Yeah. Yeah. Alan, nice to see you, Alan. Thank you for all your support. And just seeing you is a good, uh, that's a good sign. We got Clifford from Chiang Mai, Thailand. Yes. Hey, Paul. Hey, bro. We got John Luna. I'm happy that the Luna cycle brought John back for a while. Very nice. Yeah. We got... Uh, John R. from Australia, and he withheld, he withheld his Australian humor for an hour and a half. That was pretty good. Uh, we got Victoria. She just popped up. Nice to see you, Victoria, on having never left. We got Jim. There's Jim. He's running around like the emperor with no clothes. Hallelujah. Yeah, there he goes. We got Susanna W. Indigo. Not Indigo, but you're there. 